This podcast is brought to you by the Dunfield Retirement Residence, a casually elegant retirement community located at Young and Eglinton in the heart of Midtown Toronto. Customized living options complement your independent, active lifestyle. Learn more at thedunfield.com. Money is going towards genocide. You have unwittingly made us complicit. Your investments in BlackRock are directly the cause of murdering Palestinians. That's what it sounded like two weeks ago on the campus of the University of Victoria in British Columbia, when a club representing students supporting Palestine disrupted a meeting of the UVic's Board of Governors. The protesters called out the university president for refusing to meet with them and accused UVic of supporting genocide because the school, it says, holds some investments in a company that makes weapons for Israel. This is just one example of what both the Hillel Jewish Students Group on campus and local Jewish community leaders on Vancouver Island say has been making them feel unsafe in the city since October 7th. Sure, there have been large and enthusiastic crowds recently celebrating Hanukkah together with local politicians, and so that was nice, but... It comes at the end of a semester when Jewish students report being spit on on campus. Students and professors say they've had to run the gauntlet of regular anti-Israel protests to get to and from class. And in one case, a student was too scared to come to school for more than two months. Meanwhile, the community is still upset that a city councillor wore a keffiyeh at work and signed a petition denying Hamas terrorists raped Israeli women and girls. It all makes for a tense time in the fastest-growing Jewish community in Canada. There have been incidences of flyers and left on car windshields, and there are signs here and there and in Victoria. And words are written in paint or whatever on sidewalks. You know, it's the free Gaza and free Gaza. And I always want to write after that from Hamas. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, December the 19th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Despite its small size, Victoria's Jewish community of about 4,300 people has found itself impacted directly by the Middle East War since October 7th. Indeed, Victoria gained international headlines because of City Councillor Susan Kim, who hasn't been reprimanded, hasn't received any code of conduct sanctions, and although the Premier Dave Eby and others have condemned her actions, and she's apologized twice, and she's met with local Rabbi Harry Breckner and asked that her name be taken off the offending letter, Jewish leaders still feel a sense of unfinished business. Last week, they met with Victoria's mayor once more to talk about that and about what life has been like for Jewish students and profs at UVic. To find out more, I'm joined by Sharon Fitch. She's president of the Jewish Federation of Victoria and Vancouver Island, and by Noah Arama, co-president of the Hillel Club on campus. Hi, thank you. We've been following, of course, some of the incidents that have been impacting the Jewish community after October 7th in Victoria and on Vancouver Island. But I wanted to bring you guys on because you're right there, frontline view of what it's been like for you guys to live there. I think I'd like to start with Sharon. We're just finishing Hanukkah. And I know that there were some menorah ceremonies and some uh, big crowds came out in some of them. Maybe you want to give me a bit of a sort of a Like, just tell me what's been happening. The good news, okay? I attended three public menorah lightings in the city. All three were well attended and 
Freilach, as we say in Yiddish, uh, there was a lighting at the in front of the legislature, which had about 300 people in attendance. And there was no danger? What was the police presence like, or what was the requirement of security? At both the uh, legislature and city hall, there was visible and ample police presence. Nothing, no loud shouting. There was nothing, nothing was disruptive at all. But the very fact that you have to have this speaks to how things have changed maybe uh, since October 7th. So, Noah, what's it like for the UVic students? Yeah, so most of the negative things come from different clubs on our campus um, that they've been working together to kind of make more noise uh, to get the attention of the administration. Uh, most of their campaign is focused on the fact that our president um, released a statement that wasn't um, very supportive of Palestinians um, necessarily. They were trying to be very neutral, which is good. Um, but basically, they're organizing walkouts. Uh, we So far, we've seen three, um, two of which were quite big. And they would march from... Uh, the quad, the center of our campus, to the administration building. And, you know, we'll hear all the slogans, like, from the river to the sea, and basically telling the president that um, he's committing a genocide but not condemning Israel and the government of Israel. So the other things we've seen come from our student society, the UVSS. They released a statement that was quite anti-Israel, and that very much rattled a lot of the students. So yeah, our, our most of our problems come from um, student organizations and not necessarily the university, which is good. When you say rattled, what does that look like? It's not easy walking on campus and seeing such a big protest, you know, the Israeli occupation and from the river to the sea and the signs that we've seen intifada until victory. And most of the people that are holding them don't even know what intifada means. Not only during walkouts, but we've seen these signs all over campus. And so the students, you know, walking on campus, it doesn't feel safe, especially on these days. And I know um, that a few students decided not to attend school on days where they had walkouts because, you know, it's hard emotionally to see, but it's also kind of scary. You never know. doesn't feel very safe. What about wearing mezuzot? or taking uh, jewelry? Are people being careful about that? I know, for example, that's happening in many other campuses where students are, some are not, and some are like, no, we're going to wear it, and we're not, and others are like, I, I don't feel safe. So how is it with your group? Yeah, I think um, it also varies. Um, myself, I took my Magen um, David necklace off um, after October 7th for a while, and then I decided to put it back on. But most of my friends are very um, proud and brave, and they all wear their Magin David and proudly, which is, it's great to see. But also, it's always like, I'm worried myself. Um, I immigrated from Israel, and so facing anti-Semitism is something that's new to me and hard. And, and so seeing them gives me a lot of strength and showing me that I can be proud of who I am. Mm-hmm. The, I did read two statements that Uvic put out, and they were both immediately condemning the massacre of the Israelis, and as well as you know, it was very balanced. I would say, yeah, uh, I I didn't see anything very uh, problematic about it. Sharon, how do you feel? The information I read is what was said to me by 
the director of Hillel Telecats, I did read a mild statement put out by the president of UVic, but that's not why I wrote to UVic. I wrote because Talcats had written a, a fairly fiery letter to the president about the state of non-safety, shall we say, for Jewish students on campus and what Jewish students had been facing. He outlined several incidents of students were spat upon, uh, they, they were verbally accosted, they had sort of vile and vitriolic language thrown in their direction to the extent that there was at least one student who hasn't attended classes since October 7th. And when this was brought up that this student contacted the administration, they gave her permission to not attend classes. Well, she's paying for her education like everybody else, but she's given permission to not attend. This is a level of fear, of discomfort, of not wanting to be there, to be picked out, to be finger pointed to. This is not okay. So I followed up with a letter to the UVic administration, to President Hall, uh, following Tal's letter. And I sent that letter on November 7th, and I have heard not one word from anyone in the administration. Noah, let's bring you back. Uh, can you just elaborate a little bit more on what Sharon just talked about? As Sharon mentioned, uh, we saw students um, were spot on and um, called a few slurs and uh, for wearing a kippah. And we know that a few students had trouble with their professors, but mostly I'm happy to say that our students have been very strong and, and wanted to attend and not let that, not let, not let people shut us down. And the um, statements that we've seen from our student society have been nothing but horrifying, really. Um, so that, that wasn't great. And we did have um, chats with um, the UVSS board, the student society. And um, at first they seemed to be col like collaborative and they wanted to hear from us. Um, and the first statement that they put out was, was okay, it was pretty neutral. But then a few weeks later, they had another meeting with us regarding a different club. And they um, basically told us that they were going to put out a statement that's very anti-Israel. And they did, and it wasn't very good. Um, and that, again, made students very, very upset. Um, they also decided to donate money to humanitarian aid, which we are for. However, it did rattle a few students. I want to uh, turn to the other big story that's, of course, seizing you now uh, and that, that you're involved in, which, of course, was the city councillor, uh, Susan Kim, who signed a letter with uh, other Canadian feminist uh, leaders that they did not believe that uh, Israeli women were raped, murdered, and tortured. What's the latest on that? There has been nothing, nothing said uh, from city council. Now, that week that that story broke about Susan Kim having signed the letter, the, the lid blew off everything. She was condemned on all sides by various people, by organizations. The, the city councillors even one in particular made a public statement against Susan Kim and could not believe and understand, couldn't understand how she could have signed such a letter. And then there's been nothing. So after that week, everything settled down. There has been not a single word. 
A few counselors continue to reach out to me. So she's still there. She's very quiet. Uh, nobody has come back to question her. Nobody seems to be questioning the fact of, uh, it's like, it's in the past. Let's move on. I did hear that one of the rabbis is still trying, or was trying to outreach to her, maybe trying to educate her. Do you know if that's true, if that's and that, how that was received? I did hear in, Rabbi Harry Breckner of Congregation Emmanuel apparently apparently met with her, and his his philosophy is second chance. That's how he operates. Well, this is somebody who who's uh, ill-informed, misinformed, not informed, didn't know what she was doing, so second chance. That is not necessarily the philosophy of the Jewish community. Certain people will go along with that, but that has caused negative feelings that there are a lot of people. She apologized a couple times, did she not, this counselor Kim? She asked that her name be removed from the letter that she signed. What I read is that she said she didn't read the letter carefully, so she didn't really know what she was signing. And and her name has been removed from that. But there there was no apology to the Jewish community. She didn't uh, apologize to women, to Jewish women and girls of Victoria, and any women and girls of Victoria, for basically saying they lied. So I know that BC and Premier Eby has done a couple of very important legislation and programs in recent weeks, months. First of all, they adopted the this policy to have mandatory Holocaust education in 2025. That was a big deal, right? And he came out, uh, four parties I read, came out in the legislature October, first week of October, condemning Hamas. So, I mean, how is it actually for the community in terms of what the government and the, the police and the, the state is doing? Are you Are you feeling that they've got your back? Certainly the Jewish community is pleased with the policies that they've come out with. From the police perspective, we ha- we feel full protection. They're, very, they're supportive and they co- they've come to our events. We've had meetings with them the, at Hillel, security, all of this. Um, the, the Holocaust education, uh, you know, it's, it's late, kind of late, but, uh, oh, they woke up to the fact that, and they're going to do something in 2025. Okay. Well, we'll move ahead with that. But it's politics of provincial government. They still have to answer to all of their constituents. There are groups in society that are pro-Palestinian. We have every Saturday since October 7th, there has been a pro-Palestinian rally in downtown Victoria. It was on Sunday. Now it's on Saturdays that they say they will continue to meet and march until there is a ceasefire. And that's what they do. So this it's been it's said, it's been told to our municipal government officials that Jews do not feel safe going downtown on the weekends. But saying that, one feels safe. It's not like so condensed and compacted, such as at the University of Victoria, where Jewish students are seeing this up close. Personally, I I feel safe. I live in a residential neighborhood, 15-minute walk from downtown Victoria. I have my my menorah stickers in the window 
uh, of my uh, our decorations in the window, our dining room window, which faces the street. And uh, I haven't felt the need to hide anything. Maybe, maybe it's just where I'm at in life that I'm going to move on. You know, I'm going to show my Jewishness. And personally, we, I have a lot of support from our non-Jewish friends. That is not the case with many people that I know. Sharon, I want to I want to just say I know that this isn't the first thing that's happened in Victoria. I mean, I'm talking October 7th. They made a threat to the Victoria Film Festival. There was an anti-Semitic threat you had to deal with. This is before anything happened in November of last year. And there is graffiti on the Chabad synagogue. You know, there it's not. And there's been issues at UVic before. How different is it now? There hasn't been an increase in visible anti-Semitism, such as graffiti, at our synagogues downtown. UVic is another story Noah can address, can speak to that. It's true there are, anti-Semitism is always around. We know that. Today, it's more from the perspective of this, of pro-Palestinian philosophies. It's, I can't say it's directed towards individual Jewish people downtown Victoria. I don't think that the downtown shul has had any more than they ever had before where things always get cleaned up right away. I mean, there has been graffiti on the downtown shul, but it gets, it, it, the police are called, whatever, whatever. And it, it, it's like, we're in the middle, we're at the north end of downtown. There, there, there's, there are many problems in, in the society around this synagogue. It's the, the general feeling out there from a political perspective. Okay, so what does uh, what what's going forward? What do you hope will happen, or what are you expecting will happen in the next couple of weeks in Victoria? It's going to be quiet, I guess, because people's schools are closed for the holidays. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to get more things done and taken care of um, in front of the UVSS and kind of figure it out, figure out a way to make the school environment safer with regards to different student groups that have been violating some of the policies that are in place. Um, I It's hard to say what's going to happen next semester, but if the war is still going in Israel, I don't think that it's going to be any different and it, people are still angry and and so we're expecting a nice comeback for the next semester, um, and we'll see. Sharon, what do you hope will happen? What are you working on in the next couple of weeks? I'm working on my letters to, as I said, to the Board of Governors and the Senate of UVic. I've been meeting with various mayors and uh, not just myself, but other members of with the board and the executive director. We've been asked to meet and uh there's a lot. There's support for for the Jewish community uh, that we have found from the municipal council, from the capital regional district. We are letting them know that Jewish people in Victoria and the the, the region of which we're part of a greater region are feeling unsafe, and this is something that the local government officials hadn't considered before, and they're distressed by the fact that their constituents living here in Victoria do not feel safe. And they this is not right. People who live in Victoria should feel safe living here. It, it would be nice to get some resolution about this municipal issue with this 
counselor, I am not holding high hopes. We'll be in touch. We'll stay in touch. And thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Before we end, I need to update you on that story about the teenager from Ottawa charged with terror offenses. Now the RCMP say they've raided the boy's house and found explosive material that could facilitate a terrorist activity and was intended to endanger lives. So they've now charged him with three more terrorism-related counts. He appeared in court in Ottawa on Monday, but the courtroom was closed to the media. Meanwhile, we're watching what happens with the Toronto police and whether they will charge any of the pro-Hamas protesters who harassed shoppers and made death threats at the Eaton Centre on the weekend. The police union says the shopper who was a target decided to drop the whole matter, and since none of the police were threatened, they're not doing anything. But a lot of folks think they should. Meanwhile, in Ottawa, school board trustee Dr. Neely Kaplan-Mirth is in the news for two reasons. The first is because Ottawa police have charged a man with several hate-related crimes after somebody made a threatening phone call to her medical office at the end of August. And on Tuesday night, the ottawa Carleton District School Board is meeting to decide the future of Dr. Kaplan-Mirth's tenure there as trustee. They're planning to censor her for breaking the code of conduct because of her behavior in all her social media posts. So a lot on the agenda. Stay tuned to the CJN Daily. Thanks for listening. The Dunfield Retirement Residence offers customized living options to complement your independent, active lifestyle. Welcome home. Welcome to the Dunfield. Visit us at thedunfield.com to book a personal tour.